0: welcome. This is the Jamaica Basketball Project. My name is Rick Turner, head coach of the Jamaica national team, national coordinator. So psyched to be to be back at it. It's been a while since I've seen you guys. Um, took about maybe a month and a half off or something like that. But uh, the NBA is back today. And so we thought, uh, what better day than to, to come back and, and uh, introduce you to another fantastic Jamaican Hooper. Um, but before we do that, I want to welcome in a different, fantastic Jamaican hooper who is going to co-host with me today. And uh, here he is, right here, Ricky Allman Ricky, how you doing, man?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
0: Back in the states, huh? Getting some yes. workouts, working out. Yeah. Uh, you in the LA area? I understand.
1: Yes, I am.
0: Yeah, good. Finding yeah. the sunshine and getting some work in, and
1: yeah, it's good to be home. It's good to be back, and well. Home away from the real.
0: Yeah, yeah, home. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get you. What yeah. about? So, did you sign a new contract? Did I see yeah, that?
1: I, between uh, the last time we spoke
0: and now, yeah. I did. Tell me about it. Um, where are you? So same I, place.
1: I signed, a, I signed a new contract with um with a team in the same division where I played last season. And yeah, it's a it's a project. It's a team that just moved up to the to the division where um where I'm at right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. You know, this is a team that's pretty new to the division. So we're yeah. going to, um, you know, we're going to take it on and see see what we can do.
0: Cool. See good. What we can do. Good for you. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, you. Are you an NBA guy? Do you follow the NBA or do you not really watch much of it? or Are you excited to have it back or not?
1: Yes, I am. I am. I actually have it on right now in the back. Oh, good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I watched the uh, Utah – Utah and the Pelicans played right before this, um, oh, the first game back. Utah won one hundred six, one hundred four, and it was just great to see basketball again. But
1: yes, that's for sure.
0: That's for yeah, sure. but hey, man, thanks for doing this. And you know, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you're so good. On you've got your own YouTube channel. You're you're just <laughs> you, you you enjoy it. But but also, you're a Calabar guy. Yes, I am. And so I've got another Calabar guy. I'm going to show you the most recent picture I have of him right here. Oh, this there he is, is. Okay. there. There he is in his Utah Utah Utes gear. And we're going to bring him on right now. Here he is, Jordan Kellyer. Jordan, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, sir. How about yourself? Repping right off the bat. You got your Utah uh, workout jersey in. I'm sure you're just stepping <laughs> off the floor and got a workout or what? What's going on? What are you doing?
2: Um, We just came on the floor like a few hours ago, you know, we we went went
0: weightlifting.
2: Um, You got up some shots and stuff.
0: Cool. Well, tell me about uh, the the signing with Utah because that happened, what, a few weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago now, and and that must have been pretty exciting for you. Um, Yes, sir, for sure, you know. Um, It was
2: a a long recruitment process knowing I wasn't eligible initially by the NCAA. Um, um, I wasn't deemed a qualifier for Division One, So um, I was, they were like, the NCAA told me I had to go back to junior college for one more year. Mm-hmm. And then like during the off season now, like leading up to me signing with Utah, um, NCA reached out and they were like, I'm good to go and I could like leave. I don't have to go back to junior college for another year, which is a blessing, you know. Yeah. And then from there, I just blasted it out. You know, because initially I had schools recruited in me, who were recruiting me, but because my eligibility was wavering both sides, um, they were in other directions and stuff. So I was left in the mud. So when um, the NCAA gave me a qualifier now for the Division One level, it was like, all right, where I'm going to go? Because now the yeah. COVID came along and then all the offers were gone because coaches were throwing offers out there because, you know, the COVID came along and then they had to, you know, so. The schools who were recruiting me had no more scholarships left. So my recruitment was reopened and then that's where more schools came in, more schools already recruited me. And I was surprised by the schools who had reached out to me, you know, who recruited me and stuff, even at that how late it was in the recruitment process. So I was just fortunate and blessed enough to be in the situation I was in.
0: Yeah, well you're just a you're just a young pup. And on the screen, we have an old Jamaican player. Did you guys ever cross paths? Have you guys ever played with each other or against each other somewhere along the way?
2: Uh,
0: I've played against
2: him when he came back and visited Calabar High. And I've played against him and stuff, you know, tried
0: guarding him and stuff. Um, Ricky, you remember you remember this kid when he was a, a few yes, years younger?
1: I, I definitely remember him. I mean, he was even younger back then. So, you know, there was no chance. But yeah. no, <laughs> I know he's probably be a better for my money. Yeah, <laughs> no well, doubt, that's cool.
0: No that's cool. How many, um, how many schools were kind of in the mix for you?
2: Um, initially it was it was a lot of schools. You know, even after I signed with Utah, high level schools were reaching out um to my coach. Even schools were asking my coach to to let me stay in junior college for another year. Uh, like at West Virginia, you know, um, uh, reached out to me even after I signed with Utah because they didn't know I signed with Utah. Um, Utah reached out, and then, like, low majors and stuff like Eastern Illinois, um, Prairie View, um, University of Illinois at Chicago, um, and some other schools. But, like, earlier in the year, um, I had a a bunch of schools recruiting me because I saw the season at a high. Um, I had, like, Coastal Carolina, Eastern Carolina, um, where Genetec reached out to me, Jacksonville State. I had a, a whole lot of schools initially but then the eligibility was wavering both sides and then they just went different directions. Yeah. So,
0: well, I know, I know a lot of, a lot of people in Jamaica, uh, as far as their, their college basketball exposure goes, it's a lot of East coast basketball in Florida and, and then, you know, lots, lots of Jamaican, um, immigrants into the, into the East coast, but I can speak from a, from a West coast standpoint. You're in a great situation, a great program in Utah, and a fantastic coach and and I just want to congratulate you because Coach Christoviak is one of the one of the best in the country and and I think the Pac-12 is a just a great league and and to have success at that level that re- will really say a lot for you.
2: I appreciate it, sir. As I said before, I'm blessed. You know, I'll forever be blessed. You know, um, yeah. this is a very high level program. Um, I level a coaching staff, you know, so I'm looking forward to working with them and looking forward to them teaching me different things and new stuff and
0: leveling my game up another level, you know, so I'm just looking forward to it. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's cool. Let's go back a little bit. And, and, and Ricky, feel free to jump in whenever, whenever you want. I don't want to dominate the conversation <laughs> here, but, but um tell me a little bit about the, your basketball experience growing up in Jamaica we talked or texted that you're a former jump ball camper which is super cool that makes me feel really good um (laughs) but tell me when did when did you start in on basketball and and when was it that you realized that it was something you wanted to really pursue
2: um to be honest um I started playing basketball in my backyard um with my brother he taught me how to dribble um how to shoot what's your brother's name
0: what's your brother's name
2: Sean Pierre Kellyer. Oh,
0: okay, all right.
2: Um, this one right me- here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, he taught me what is the travel, um, what is the carry and stuff. Just, just the the the, the, um, the basics of the game and stuff, you know. And from there, I, I was at Calabar High. I'm gonna try it off for the team and stuff. Um, I tried out initially. Um, I got cut and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my jersey got took. A lot of stuff. It was crazy, you know. But however, uh, I kept working. And then that summer, I grew to like 6'2". You mm-hmm. know, uh, I grew to like 6'2". I had a, a crazy growth birth. Um, I grew to like 6'2". And then from there, I kept working. I grew into my frame and stuff. And then it was just over, you know. Because I could have dribbled, I could have shoot. And at that height, in Jamaica, you're considered a center, you know. Playing yeah. under 14, under 16 and stuff. When you're 6'2", 6'3" and you're in the ball, it's just, it's your unguardable it in Jamaica, you know? So, I mean, from there, everything was just history, you know? And then persons like Coach Ludlow Barker, you know, Lamar Dixon, who is kid, helped me out in my game a lot. You know, he's a major, I played a major part in my journey. Um, Mr. Michael Williams, um, he's overseas here. He has a lot of kids come over and for the dedication and, and, and athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people played a huge role, you know, my parents and stuff and my family. Um, they all played a huge role in molding me into the young man I am today. And um it's just hats off to them and all the credit goes to them and God, you know.
0: Yeah. It's it's it certainly takes a lot of people to 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 make it happen, to to get over to the states. Who was it? Was it Mr. Williams you were saying? Is that who who kind of got you over to the to the U.S. to start playing, or how did you how did you get out of Kingston and and, it, and it, was it New York? Is that where you went?
2: Yes, sir, I was in Kingston and I went to New York. Um, Mr. Michael Williams he saw me at a Colorado practice, you know, and then wait, appreciate it, sir. I was reading the comment, my fault. Yeah, 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 but yeah, um, Mr. Michael Williams saw me in Jamaica at one practice, and then he believed I was talented enough and I had the work ethic to, to further my game and, and level up in the United States of America. And then from there, he, he brought me over and, and sent me to a Christian academy, you know.
0: What was that transition like? Because, I, you know, a lot of kids that are in Jamaica playing locally, I don't think understand the, the level up it is, especially, and I think you played AAU as well. Yes, and sir, that's, I did. Yeah, I mean, that's a big jump.
2: It, that jump is difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy or it's a cakewalk or whatever. It is difficult, you know, and then it's it's not for everyone. You know, it, it depends on the person who you are, the type of character you have, and what you're willing to do, you know, to get to that next level. Um, coming here, I was slow. I was the number one player in Jamaica, and I came here at... 16 going on to 17 and i had 13 14 year olds running circles around me you know like scoring on me i see them dunking jumping out the gym and stuff like i was like shocked i was like yo like i thought i was the guy back in my country you know and i come here and i see this but when i saw that i was like hey i'ma work you know like that's the only option i have right now work 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 and just stay focused so yeah. That's just pretty much it. That's all it was, you know, that work and just trusting your coach, that you know, trust that um,
0: they're going to lead you in the right path, you know, and they have your best interest at heart, you know. Ricky, do you remember that that first that transition when you first showed up in the States and were exposed to the U.S. basketball and and just kind of the fact that, you know, in Jamaica there's a lot of good players, but but in the U.S., there's so many more that you have to contend with you know, day in and day out. Do you remember that transition yourself?
1: Yes. Um, As you were speaking it, as you were saying it, um, it just brought me back to my days when, you know, when I first came to the States, because, you know, like you said, it was similar, like in Jamaica, we're like the top players, you know, we're dominating everything. And then when you come over here, it's like, boom, it's like a shock. Like, you're like, oh, I got to start all over again, you know? So that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. But if you, you know, if you have a work ethic, and you just keep, you know, keep going at it and, you know, competing as best as you can, I mean, you'll be all
0: right. So Skid says he used to shoot in the rain, huh? Oh,
2: yeah. I used to shoot in the rain, guys. You better, you
0: shoot, if you're in Jamaica, you better shoot in the rain because it's – Oh, it's, yeah. A little bit too. Everything's I outside. i doing that myself. Yeah. Skid was, in fact, I don't know if you saw it, Jordan, but um, the last episode we did of this was with Coach Skid. So if you if you haven't had a chance to check it out on our uh, YouTube channel, episode twenty five, uh, uh, he's the best. He's great. So no doubt for sure, sir. Um. So then you ended up at Williston State, which is a junior college, which yes, I had not really heard of. Where, and I was going to say in, in North Dakota, which I have been to. North Dakota is a cool place. It's beautiful country. It's a it's a little change of pace from what you're used to. Um, but, yeah, yes, yeah, tell me about that experience a little bit.
2: It was chaotic, you know, because many people told me not to go there because, I mean, I had a lot of jukers I could have went to in Florida, Texas, Kansas, and stuff in high-level conferences. But, I mean, I believe that Williston state was just the right fit for me. The coach there, Coach Riley Hernandez, he's one of the no-knock to any coaches that I've been through, but he's one of the best coaches I've ever came across in my whole life. And I've yeah. been him for only, like, one year. Like, that guy's flat out real, you know? And um, I realized that the first day I met him when I went on a visit there and I looked around and then I realized, like, I had everything I needed to get better, but there wasn't any distractions, you know? And then I'm coming to junior college for a year or two. That's what I needed. If I went to Florida, I had a bunch of distractions, you know, females. I could have go here, here, bars and clubs here. I could have been all over the place, you know? Mm-hmm. But in Williston, I had no other choice but to go to class and then go to gym, sleep, you know. So I believe that um, it was just the right fit for me. I knew I was going to play a lot there, and I was going to get better there. And I was going to be around coaches and players who love me, you know, for who I am and not what I could do for them on the court, you know. So just a person off the court who would be there for me, you know, take care of me, and not do it just because of what I can do for them on the basketball court.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I saw. I don't know whether it was a tweet or an Instagram message where you talked about your coach there and and how much he meant and and um, anytime you find yourself in that situation, it's so so much of a better positive experience, you know, um, because that junior college deal, it's it's a different. It's a different thing, right? Because no one aspires to go to junior college. Everyone's it's there a, to try to move on. It's a dog-eat-dog
2: right? dog world. Junior college is not no joke. So I was scared initially going to junior college because I was like, I'm go- I'm gonna be playing against grown men, you know, guys who are my age and older, you know, who guys who are talented, you know, and we all trying to get to the same thing, you know, and you don't know what could happen. You know, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, I, I was scared going to junior college. But, I mean, like I said before, I was blessed. You know, I had the right people in my corner, and I made the right decision. So, that really helped a lot. And then God finished the rest, you know.
0: Yeah. What was it that about, About what would you say, what's your, his name, the coach, is it Hernandez?
2: Herodi Hernandez. Yourself. Yeah.
0: What was it about him that beyond the, the, the personal stuff, um, what was it that he introduced you uh, to basketball with that, that, that got you better? What on the floor sort of things were you doing or did he have the program doing to get you guys better? Well,
2: just being mentally tough, you know, I mean, we run a lot, you know, just being mentally tough and just learning how to trust your teammates and understanding that not one guy is going to get this ship sailing, but the whole team rather. You know, even in practice, we'd have walk-ons who wouldn't even play one minute. They would be in practice and stuff, and we have, I'm not downgrading anyone, but we have, like, chubby guys and stuff who couldn't make a 28-second suicide, you know, and Mm -hmm. then we would run for the whole practice because that one kid can't make a suicide, you know, and he's never going to make it Mm -hmm. until we push him and say, oh, you could actually do it. Instead of us saying, yo, get out of practice, you the reason why we're running and stuff. And then guys breaking off into their own sections and thinking like, yo, this don't make any sense and stuff, you know. But instead of doing that, we all came together and pushed this one kid and locked arms and say, hey, we're going to get through this together, you know. If he don't make it, we don't make it, you know, stuff like that. And then he also helped with my shot, you know, and helped me as a better person, you know, a better man. You know, because I'm going to be honest, I'm not perfect. You know, like I have a lot of flaws, you know, which he helped me with and he tweaked with me, you know, tweaked for me as a person, even off the court, you know. So it, it, he, he's a really good guy. And he played a pivotal role. Pivotal, he was a pivotal point, rather, in, in my um, success so far in the short space of time.
0: Ricky, do you remember a coach that really made a, a, like a huge impact that maybe changed the direction for you from a basketball standpoint?
1: Uh, definitely. Um, that would be, uh, my coach in university, you know, coach, uh, at e um, you know, going in, you know, I was this overconfident kid. I mean, it's good to have confidence, but I was like, you know, cause you know, um, at Cedarville where I went to school, it's not a division one school or anything. I, I, I believe that I deserve to be in the division one. So I went in with that mentality and he really like, you know, brought me down and was like, okay. I know you. You know, I know you. How you feel this way about yourself, and I want you to channel channel that to uh, to the game. You know, to the court in a positive way, because sometimes I would come off and you know have negative attitudes and stuff like that. So you definitely helped me. You know, to be a, a better basketball player in terms of like channeling that energy to a positive yeah. energy. And I mean, overall, you know, overall as a as a man, definitely he helped me. Yeah. You know, to. Become a better person and a better basketball player.
0: Did you have yeah. any questions you wanted to fire at Jordan? Oh yeah, for specifically. Sure. First of all, and, uh,
1: congrats, congrats on the um, you know, the new the new challenge at Utah. You know, I already told you that. Appreciate you know, it. So, so, Appreciate so. it, big bro. But, um, yeah, I just had a one time uh, one question. Have you been back to Jamaica since uh, since you left originally?
2: Nah, bro. I left. Never went back. You know, I wanted to, but I I couldn't. You know, uh, I had a goal to achieve. You know, which is to get to the NBA. You know, I don't really want to rest until I, I do that. But I mean, I feel like outside of basketball, you have life, you have family, and basketball. Isn't your life, you know? So a few months ago, I realized that, hey, like me sabotaging myself, like I could wake up tomorrow, God forbid, and one of my parents die, one of my siblings die. I don't get to see them, you know, because I'm so locked in in trying to achieve my goal. I believe that's selfish, you know? So just thinking about it, I'm saying, like, next chance I get, next opportunity I get to go back and see my family, I'm definitely going to take it, you know, because at the end of the day, family is all you got, you know? So, it's just a, a, a conscious decision that you have to make, you know. So, yeah, I've never what, been back, bro.
0: What was it about Utah that, that got you excited? Was it one uh, coach in particular? Or was it the, the conference, the the state? What, what was it about Utah that got you going?
2: Not even the conference, not the name. Just the way how they recruited me. The whole coaching staff, you know, reaching out to my family back in Jamaica. We all in a Zoom call. You know, in that short space of time, they call me a lot, like 10 times a day. I'm talking the whole coaching staff, you know, and I already felt that bond, you know, the questions they asked, the way how they were speaking to me showed me that that's going to be a staff who I could rely on to get me better and get me to the next level or how far I want to go, you know, and it wasn't going to be a case where, oh, I'm going to come here and they're going to just, waved me to the side you know i knew from the jump that it wasn't going to be a case like that just the way how they sounded and how excited they were about me and how excited they were about meeting the people who i love and who i consider important in my life that was a huge thing for me you know and coach like a story um he played at a very high level he coached at a he played at the highest level he coached at the highest level you know And, and he's about to be a hall of fame coach you know. Why not play for a coach like that who, who who could teach you all you know, all you need to know and help you where you need to get to, you know? All I need to do is just better myself right now and put the work in. There's no excuses from here on out. You know, I can't point no fingers and say, hey, I don't have this or I don't have that. Back then I could have. But right now, who's there to blame or what's there to blame? You know, I got everything I could possibly need to get to where I want to get to. So why not take this shot?
0: Cool. Let's talk about your game a little bit. Uh, I'm going to put some highlights. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Take that off. And we'll put that on. There we go. I'm going to make this full screen here. And so a lefty, I see that right away. Yes, and, sir. And you play the wing. I read something. I. I'll trust you uh, on my, uh, on, on your research, that you're just one of four Jamaican wing players or guards to get division one scholarships. Is that true? From
2: my research and what I've seen online and who I've spoken to, yes sir.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, that's a that's a great accomplishment.
2: Jamaican born,
0: Jamaican born. Yeah, right, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, you know, and that's the thing. And, Ricky, you can attest to this, too. I mean, when you look at kind of the guys that are getting scholarships from Jamaica uh, to U.S. colleges and, and going to high schools and that, you know, it's all big guys. There's, there's no guards. And, and so uh, uh, it's great to have, have uh, some, some guys with some skill from the outside that are able to, uh, able to play at a high level.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, you know, like coming out of Jamaica, we have a lot of big and athletic people. But um and you know, like in the States, you can find, you know, guards and wing players, dime a dozen. You know, so if a Jamaican is gonna get um get an opportunity to come overseas, come over to to the States, he'd have to be like exceptional. So I, I believe this is this is probably the biggest reason why only mostly big men come out of Jamaica. And you know, get you know opportunities to play in universities, in the states. So, yeah, that yeah. would be my take.
0: Jordan, I, I heard you say that um, in a different interview that you thought your best quality of your game is your defense. And I can tell you, as a coach, that made my eyes light up. Tell me about <laughs> the pride that you take in in playing defense.
2: Um, you actually said it right word, pride. You know, I believe defense is all about pride, you know, and just some mindset, you know, I mean, I could score, I could score the ball, that's what I do You know, I could score at a high level and many guys could score at a high level you know, but I feel like stopping a guy from scoring a basket is one of the most disrespectful things you could mm-hmm. say or do to an opponent, like, hey, you can't score, you're not going to score and you won't score because I I'm not going to let you score, you know. So you can't score because I'm stopping you from scoring. So I, I I look into that a lot. And I believe that, like, that's a huge thing, you know, just stopping a guy from scoring. Like, that's a lot. Like, imagine a player coming to a game and looking at you, like, say I average 20 points, and I go into a game and a guy comes to me and be like, hey, you're not scoring more than five tonight. All like, right. Because he's gonna guard me and he's gonna ensure I don't score things. Like, I, um, that, that's 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 woof. That's that's crazy, man. You know. Yeah. So, I'm like defense. Like, I feel like if you could stop the other guy from scoring, and still do what you do on the offensive end at a high level, I feel you, you could be a great player. You know, with the effort that you put in, you could be a high level player. You know. So, defense defense is great, man. Like. I got so, the best player.
0: It, so what's in the drinking water at Calabar? Because I know the other gentleman <laughs> we have on, on the screen here takes pride in his defense as well.
2: I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know. Coach Dudley Barker? I don't know. Maybe, I,
0: Ricky, you're sure. a defensive guy too. You love it. You you want to lock know. people down, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like you said, I mean, it's the same you know, same mentality. You know, I'm going to stop you from scoring. And then at the same time, I'm going to score you, you know, and you can't stop me at the same time. So that's yeah. about that's it. That's I, just, I
2: believe at at Calabar, like it's it's so competitive, you know, like we're always competing at a high level, like on Fridays, Saturdays, like, any day of the week, like at Calabar, we always competing. Guys getting upset because they're losing and stuff. Like no one wants to lose at Calabar, you know, and they're gonna play hard. Like there's never a day guys are gonna come and. Laugh around and laddie guys, you know, and let you run over them. Like everyone is there to compete, you know. So I believe that's a huge difference when it comes down to color bar basketball. And the figures won't allow you to not compete.
0: Talk to me about that. And both of you can chime in on this because this is, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, even though I've been going down to Kingston for 20 years and, and I know a little bit about what's going on locally uh, more than most. But, but, you know, just like anywhere else, whether it's in Seattle or where um, Ricky is in LA or Vegas or New York, you know, you got rivalries, and those rivalries are great, and that's and those rivalries really lift the game of basketball itself. And I know, I know, Calabar and Camperdown is a good rivalry, and um, talk just talk about some of the some of the schools that you used to enjoy playing and, and, and competing against and 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 the, the ones that kind of got the blood going a little bit.
1: I mean George, you can start and then I'll talk With me? About
0: my <laughs> Oh I like I love playing was against Was there anything like that what was it like that for you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what, were there yeah, were they yeah, like yeah. I can't wait to play you know so and so
2: I love playing against St. George's I love playing against St. Diego. And KC, I don't like KC. I, I love playing KC because we're not losing. Like there's no possible way you could ever lose to KC. That like, we're not losing to KC. Never in a lifetime. Not when I'm there. You yeah. know, we're not losing to Kingston College. You know, so I love playing against KC. Like, yeah. KC you you're playing against KC, we
0: don't you mm-hmm. know. Well losing. it's it's kinda like that defensive thing too, right? Because it, it's the the, the most the most disrespect you can give to someone is to just absolutely lock them down and not allow them to, to get anything. But kind of on the flip side of that, when you have, whether you want to call it hatred might be strong, but whether it's, when you have a, a, a rival, it's really, it's, it's really respect for them that, that where that rivalry comes from, isn't it? Because that's why you want to beat them so bad. No one cares about yes, the teams you just beat the crap out of.
2: Yes, sir. That's true. That's true. That's definitely true. You know, where Look, you gotta give credit where credit is due. You know, if high level teams perform like high level teams, then you play them as if they're high-level teams, you know, and give them that respect. You know, if they're and they're not so high level, then you don't earn that respect, you know. Yeah.
0: That's what I hope that's what I hope to get someday. I want some dude in Puerto Rico saying, I can't wait until we play Jamaica. I just want to kick the crap out of Jamaica. You know, because because that means you're on the map. That means you have a target on your chest or a target on your forehead. Who was the schools for you, Ricky? Um,
1: well, you know what? Just to uh, continue on what Jordan was saying about KC, I, I believe that um, that rivalry actually spills over from, the, from track and field. Because, you know, track and field is huge in Jamaica. So we have a huge rivalry between, you know, Calabar and KC in track and field. So that kind of spilled over to basketball, I can imagine.
0: But uh during
1: my era, to be honest, we uh I only played two years of high school basketball to um actually because I started
0: You were late. late. You were late
1: warmer. And um and the two years I was there, we pretty much dominated the whole thing. We won the championship both well, the all island championship both times. And we actually lost the uh the conference championship and won the first one to a school called JC, Jamaica College. And mm-hmm. so they were kind of a rival, even though we were way better, we had way more talent and we were just like, we had way more grit. Um, but they're the ones who would give us the most challenge. And then uh, you have schools like St. Catherine, St. Catherine High School, they were they're pretty good too. And San Diego. San Diego is where um, Adrian Forbes, Forbes used to go, and okay, I used, yeah. to go, used to go go up against his team, yeah. and you know, it was a pretty big rivalry.
0: You ever think about the idea Jordan of I don't know you know where it was when you were growing up from your from a basketball standpoint but do you ever think about the idea of putting on a Jamaican uniform and and playing some place in the Olympics or in the World Cup or was that ever something that was a, that was on your radar
2: that's one of my biggest goals to to win an olympic medal you know like that's my besides making it to the nba i mean winning an olympic medal is a goal that i set you know like i want to get that before i'm finished with this sport if i don't get an olympic medal i feel like i haven't achieved what i set out to achieve you know so that and making it to the nba but putting on a Jamaica gear and win an Olympic medal, it means a lot, you know, for
0: now and the next
2: generation to come.
0: What are you hearing about? um, Because you said you had not been back for a little while. I'm sure you talked to people down there, friends, family, or whatever. What are you hearing about kind of the, the state of youth basketball and players and the talent that's coming up? Do you feel good about, about, about the talent level and what and what you're hearing and seeing from guys, or do you think it's down right now and needs to be lifted up, or what? what do you have any opinion on that?
2: Um, the talent level, I I feel good about the coach. Like some of the coaches who um, uh, I communicate with, like a lot of these coaches are really trying, you know, trying to get guys better. Having workouts and stuff like Anthony White, who is on the um, chat right now, um, Coach Goofy, um, Kurt Stewart, you know, I heard they're having camps and stuff where guys could come and work out. You know, I believe that's huge because um, in Jamaica there's there's not enough basketball to be played. You know, and not again, I'm not speaking bad about anything or anyone, mm-hmm. but the talent the talent level isn't as high. You know, so. A lot of basketball needs to be played. But we, I mean, we all know what needs to be done, but it's just for someone to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. where the fuck will come from. So I, I believe, I mean, we, we all know what needs to be done. Um, yeah. More basketball needs to be played and stuff. But at the end of the day, um, players also got to hold themselves accountable. You know, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it, you know? yeah. If you don't want to play basketball, don't play basketball. But if you want to do it, and do it to the best of your abilities, you know? Because, I mean, you could reap a lot of things from putting your all into the sport, right? You can't cheat the sport. Like, right? what you do is what you get, you know? What you put into it is what you're going to get out. So mm-hmm.
0: you can't cheat the sport. You can gain a lot from it. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm the type of person that is more about doing than talking about it. But I've mm-hmm. found that sort of in the position that I have currently... It's important to, to talk about it. That's why we've talked about the whole hashtag Paris 2024 thing, you know, you know, stating our goals, saying it out loud to people, telling, you know, everyone we see that, that you know, where we want to go. And I love hearing you say that, you know, one of your, one of your lifetime goals is to hang a Olympic medal around your neck because we're going to do it, you know? And that's one of the reasons I was hired and brought on is to help, generate some um, awareness and some funding from in the States and so we're working on that and and I agree with you Jordan I mean we all know what needs to happen and where it needs to go just someone needs to do it and it's not going to be one person it's oh, yeah. gonna be everybody right it's it's True. everyone putting a hand in and, and lifting it up and, and 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 I'm confident it's gonna happen um, Ricky, before we let this guy go, did you want to ask him anything else or?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, hit him. I mean, I know um, you've been to Utah for just you know a few days now, almost a week maybe, or is it, is, has it been a week? How long have you been
2: there? Uh, uh, over a week now, almost two weeks. Okay. So what,
1: what was um, your first impression as you uh, entered campus, as you got on campus?
2: I was like, mm, like, I'm at division one, finally. And then I was like, all right, I got this. Cause these are the facilities here are crazy, you know, like I walk around the campus, I was like, there's no way I'm not getting to the next level from here, you know, cause I've made it this far with basically nothing, you know, um, cause the schools that I've been to weren't as facilitated as this one, you know, so. I look around and see all the facilities that I have and who I can work with, and the type of coaches I'm going to have around me, and the type of players I'm going to be around. Like, there's no excuse for me or reason why I should say, hey, I, I can't get to the next level. You know, I feel like if I put my head down and do what I got to do, I, I believe not even the sky is a limit at this point, you know. So I feel I just gotta bet on myself. Just like I said before, just put God first, you know, and trust my coaches and trust that hey They are gonna lead me up the right path, you know. And have faith in my teammates and just just work hard, you know. And be open to learning. Cause if you're not open to learning, then you're not gonna go anywhere, you know. Cause I feel like a lot of kids in Jamaica. Or in, even in New York, where a lot of places I've been, to, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of guys feel like, hey, they know it all. You know, a coach say something to you like you shrug him off or whatever. You don't look him in the eye, no eye contact, all that that little stuff, you know. I believe you just got to be open to learning. Just be like a sponge, you know. And, I, I, and if I could do that, just always be open to learning and have great character and stuff. As I said before, I don't even think the sky would be a limit at this point.
1: True that I mean, yeah. So like you said, man, just uh just yeah. learn as much as you can, but at the same time keep that confidence that you already have. Keep that confidence, just know how to you know manage the two. And mm-hmm. like you said, man, not even the sky's the limit. You
2: definitely, know. definitely, bro.
1: You definitely do the big things, definitely do big things over there.
0: Jordan and, uh, what, before, one question, oh, go ahead. Um, oh, please. Do, you, uh, you,
1: do you know the name Ricky Johns? Uh the, he does ring a bell. Nah bro. Ricky Johns. That's a um that's a former national team player also. He played a few years pro, but he's a Utah alum. Jamaican. Oh I need to get yes. in touch with him. Mm.
2: Need
1: to he get a hold him. He's a he Ooh. was a shooting guard in Utah and um, you know, played there. Then played pro a few years and now he's an assistant coach at Iona College in New York. So Oh, I need to, to get, get a hold him. of him. Yeah. I
2: got a lot of, know, of things to learn from it. Yeah. For sure. No doubt, no doubt, but yeah, I appreciate that.
1: I to his, uh, his contact info when you Yeah, ju-
2: yeah, yeah. You can get, reach out to me for my number and stuff. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Man.
0: Okay, before I let you go, just talk about that academic piece a little bit because um I think a lot of kids, and like you said, I'll echo what you said, not just in Jamaica, but, but everywhere, lose sight of the fact that if you want to play, you gotta get the books right. And oh yes, and sir. Yeah. So so talk about that transition a little bit. Some it's um, for some it's difficult. Others others that I've talked to on the live stream here had no problem with it. But but what how was it for you to make that academic transition? I
2: believe it, it I'm not saying it wasn't difficult or it was easy or whatever. But well, I believe some of the guys, all the guys we brought in here have, have reached a certain level of success that to get to that level of success, whether it's Division One or overseas at Ricardo, um, you have to love this game, you know. And if you love this game, no matter how hard the schoolwork is, you're going to get it done because you want to play. If you don't love the game, you're not going to care about your schoolwork. You know, like guys, I see a lot of guys, love the sport, like say they love the sport and always around the sport and stuff, but don't get your schoolwork done. If you don't get your schoolwork done, then you don't love the sport because if you, if you don't get the schoolwork done, you can't play. I believe if you love the sport, you, no matter what, when it becomes hella hot water, you're going to get your schoolwork done. You know, No matter what has to be done, if you love the game, bro, you're going to get it done. Yeah. Trust me.
0: So Charmaine, is that your mom? Um, I believe so. <laughs> she's, not, she's watching. She's, so we can't leave out Redemption Christian Academy because we didn't touch on them. And, and they played a, a big role in your development also.
2: Um, Yes, sir. You know, they played a huge role in my development. You know, Tony from Jamaica um, introduced me. Um. Officially, to American basketball gave me a chance to, to play against high-level players, players in the NBA right now and stuff, you know, when I had no business playing against them. So I just came from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're, they, they played a huge role um, in holding me into who I am today. Yeah. So, again, hats off to Redemption Christian Academy. Hats off to New York Lightning. Hats off to Williston State College. Um, hats off to everybody, you know, who
0: has yeah. played a role. Cool. Um, all right. So, do you guys, you went to jump ball too, Ricky, right? Did you?
1: Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. One year.
0: You guys remember Coach Plank from jump ball?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of
0: our assistants. Anyway, we've got to, before we let you go, we got to give him a big shout out and congratulations because we just welcomed Ida oh. Prela. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I
2: know that guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just one month old now, and and Coach Kyle and his wife Mary um, welcome Ida in, and so we want to say hi to hi to them. And and uh, I just wanted to show everyone that. And the other thing I wanted to mention about That's Coach Kyle, said, yeah, is that he is doing some at-home workout videos for people that don't have access to, to uh, gyms right now because of the COVID or don't have a gym membership or whatever. And so you go on the uh, Jamaica Basketball Project YouTube channel and check out his videos. There's 11 of them up, and there's about six more coming. So um, so make sure you get to do that. Um, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure, sir. Thank yeah. you for having me on here. Yeah,
1: it
2: one was to, fun. I, one floor,
1: yeah. Uh, one thing before we go uh John yeah. since we touched on the academic part a little bit, um, what are you planning on studying in uh in college
2: Oh um business management
1: Business management Okay
2: yeah That's a good field good field to be There's no doubt You can't go wrong with business you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes the world go round right man Sorry, yes, <laughs> definitely <Yeah. laughs> Hey, I can't wait. I, I got you on the West coast. I'm going to come down and watch a game and, or who knows what's going to happen with this whole thing this coming year, but can't wait to see you and um, definitely follow the Utes um, along with uh, some other schools like Manhattan, Warren Williams in Manhattan. And and um, we'll get some other guys on here as well, but it, it's great to be, to be back after a month of doing this and, and, uh, I knew as soon as I saw that you signed with the Utes that we had to have you on and, and just personally say congratulations. So thanks again for doing it, Jordan. Thank you for having me here, sir. It's been a pleasure. All right, we'll talk to you again. See ya.
2: All right, so Have a good one. All right,
0: Ricky. Yes. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. It's always it's always good to see you. Um, good to see that you you got a new contract for next year and. And uh, you're getting some workouts in, and um, hopefully we're, we're back, at, back at it soon, right?
1: Yes, I hope so, man. I mean, with this whole situation going on, it's pretty up in the air right now. We're not, we're not really sure. But yeah. as of now, um, in France, basketball is on. You know, the life life in France is actually pretty back to normal for the Good. most part. And I see a lot of people playing basketball and working out and doing all kinds of stuff.
0: You, know, you so got a schedule so for going back yet, or not?
1: Uh yes, I should be going back August 15.
0: Okay, cool.
1: August 15. All right. So, we'll see how well, that we'll- goes in terms of like the borders opening up and.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As of right now, they say I have to do a, a test, and I have to test negative for the COVID in order to get on the flight to go back over there. So.
0: Yeah, like your we'll own NBA type bubble. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for doing it, and we'll, let's just stay in touch here as we go along, and, and we'll follow you from the other side of the world, at least, and yes. and, and, and wish you the way, best of luck. Yeah. With,
1: uh, you know, in uh, in LA, I'm actually here with uh, Siobhan Thompson. He's another. Oh, cool. uh, Jamaican. Oh, yeah. Guy. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of him.
0: I have heard of him. We need oh, to get him on the live stream. Well, there he <laughs> is. Yep.
1: Sure. All here right.
0: Well, we're doing Siobhan. Let's do it, man. Let's get you on the live stream. Are you yeah, down for that? I'm cool. Good. All right, we'll do it. Let's let's set it up. I'll I'll text Ricky or uh, and we'll get it set up.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely uh, another success story out of Jamaica. Yeah, that's awesome. I love years, it. and then just now making a transition to Europe and you know doing pretty well so far. So
0: good, good, good. It's another All you right, know, man. young coming up. I know, so. I know, I love it. They're worth. They're out there. I look at yeah. when I look at. The kind of the list of guys that that I know are playing, and and as we talked about with the rule change, you have to be born in Jamaica. You know, it's not it's not you have Jamaican parents and you can play, right? You can have yes. one of those guys, but you got to have a roster off full of Jamaican guys. And I think we got a, a competitive group of guys. I'm excited about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so so a good. But that definitely changed it, though. You know the rule, yeah. of the one naturalized player. That definitely will change a lot for Jamaica, but I think- but it
0: changes. It's the same for everybody, right? Yes. It's a, a little bit the rich get richer, right? In some yes. in some respects, but it sort of evens. It kind of evens it out as he, as I think as you go down below. Maybe the fifteen top top fifteen teams in the world. I think once you kind of dip under that. I'm I'm kind of pulling that out of a hat, but but once you get down below that. I think it, it, it brings the bottom up.
1: Oh, okay. So you know, sure.
0: just because you can't have like, you can't have rental players. You can't have guys that you just, you know, pretend that they're, that they're, you know, they have some kind of connection to wherever it is. You know? So yeah. anyway, I feel good about it. I'm excited about it. Yes. So thanks. Thanks man. We'll talk to you oh, later. Well. All, All right. Take care. Later. All right. All right. you guys. Um, thanks for, for checking this out again we're gonna get back on the live streams and and uh, uh, try to get back into your into your computer screens your phones however you check this out Facebook YouTube we're also on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Google Play so um, let people know about it spread the word um, if you're watching this on a replay uh, really appreciate it and uh, just let people know about it and and um, the more we can spread the word about Jamaica basketball and and fill people in on what we're doing, uh, the more good things ahead for us. So until next time, uh, thanks a lot for checking it out. See ya.